0: this is the prove yourself right podcast thank you for tuning in to this episode we hope that you find it encouraging motivational and beneficial to you in your day-to-day walk for all your prove yourself right needs please follow us on all social media platforms also become a subscriber through ACAST, which you can find in a link in our descriptions and our bios through our social medias thank you for your time thank you for supporting the prove yourself right podcast enjoy this episode welcome i'm jonathan rose and i'm here with my beautiful co-host shay and this is the prove yourself right podcast and today we're bringing another edition of our sunday sermons from pastor darius daniels of the change church and the message this morning came from exodus 15 verse 20 and the title was my thinking is stinking it's
1: stinking
0: someone is stinking up the (laughs) joint. (laughs) And Pastor came through this morning and um, great breakdown, great delivery, Mm -hmm. very impactful and influential message, man. Uh, Some of these words and some of the stuff we wrote down was just so on point and it hit home for both of of us, me and Shana, in different ways. And we're about to give y'all a breakdown and an unpacking of how we saw and how we articulated the sermon this morning. Hopefully, everybody's doing good. How you doing, baby?
1: I'm doing good. Like you said, you know, some of the breakdown that we did after hearing the word and, you know, it really hit home. It really resonated. It brought a lot of emotion. Um, but I'm thankful to have, you know, Pastor Darius as who we turn to as our leader and you as my partner.
0: 100%, man. Clarity is a powerful thing. And mm-hmm. um, just what this message unpacked today is just how we used to think and how Stubborn we were in thinking that that was so true. And mm-hmm. so, uh, what you, I don't know the distinct word for it, but it was just so solidified in our life. Like, I'm a, sure. oh, this thinking and this belief is going to sustain me forever. Not yeah. knowing that every day is a new lesson to be learned and mm-hmm. a new something to go through or be experienced. And you're going to grow and learn through more experience. So, it's like when people tell you, oh, I know everything. Ain't no way you know everything because tomorrow is a new Something to unpack in which you will learn something new that wasn't even available yesterday. You feel yeah, me? So, yeah. that's what we kind of unpack today, man. Because I know I was stubborn and like, oh, man, this is going to be my life forever. This is my understanding and mindset. I can, I can take this and run with it and do all things above and below the sun. Come on. And that's false. <laughs> so, today, we're going to open up this unpacking by these two uh, subjects where pastor spoke on, you do not change your life by changing your life. You change your life by changing your mind.
1: Mm,
0: mm -mm. All right, take that in, y'all. Ponder on that, because then we're going to attach this to it. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, Mm -hmm. but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So those two um, statements I just talked about and what I was going along with my first little unpacking as we came on, the sense is this. Nothing changes because you want it to. Nothing changes because you relocate. Change only happens when you do internal work and change your mind, for one. That's the first thing, because that's where all of us stem, and that's how all of us move and make our choices, decisions, and reactions about what we think and feel. So first off in the mind, which Pastor talked about today, and what I want to tag, also your heart. Yeah. And when he when he said, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, huh, we all fail. Because mm-hmm. the world and social media and um, just seeing and doing and learning, we just all conform to somebody else's understanding. Mm-hmm. And it's the, it's the way the world moves, but the understanding that we didn't get, some stuff you don't have to pick up. Mm-hmm. some stuff you don't have to apply some stuff you don't have to do and me having to battle with depression a lot I felt like I had to do certain things mm-hmm. <laughs> and I ain't even talking about always good it was like some toxic and bad thing and I was like huh it's it's the only thing that's gonna suffice for me right now Yeah, and that was just me telling myself that lie to give myself a feeling of or a sense of
1: compassion yeah like it's
0: okay yeah it'll be all right rosé knowing that Mm -hmm. it's a consequence coming from this regardless Mm -hmm. and when pastor said to get you to change your mind state god will allow you to be pushed to a point where you begin to feel as if you're going to lose your mind and that was me i felt like okay lord those things i made it through were hard But why is it getting harder and harder every time? Yeah. And it was because, what I unpack in other podcasts, I wasn't learning. Mm. So when you don't learn, you have to repeat some courses. And sometimes God will let you fail and then just continue to keep testing you in different ways. So Mm -hmm. sometimes he don't even let you retake certain tests. He just keeps challenging you with new different tests, hoping that you will find your ability to adapt and finally reconcile whatever this battle is that you feel like you're going through. Mm-hmm. But I was so stuck on, nah, woe is me. I'm just gonna keep on doing it this way until mm-hmm. just one day something changes. We allow ourselves to frolic in misery yeah, because we just won't take a process oriented control of our lives and, and the things happening to us. And today he just opened my mind up on that like, why? Why wouldn't I give myself a chance?
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm going to let you talk about it after this one, baby. Because for so long, I wasn't having real good moments, but I was still celebrating. But what was I celebrating? Ooh. Pastor said it today. A lot of times we celebrate survival. Yeah. When we're failing to realize that the devil didn't intend to kill us. And our tied impacts that rob you of your future. I'm thinking, oh, in the moment, oh, boy, I'm getting by.
1: Mm.
0: Not knowing down the road, all that that you did is going to snatch something from you. You don't see it now. Mm-hmm. And you don't understand it now. But it's going to make so much sense to you when you get to that realm and that space where you want something. You're going to be like, oh, I can't get this. Why? You remember back? Oh, that cost me. Yes, it did. Yeah. So unpack what you kind of felt from um, Pastor this morning, babe, in the sense of, You don't change your life by changing your life. You change your life by changing your mind.
1: You know, I think everything you talked about, I think hit so well and really resonated. And Pastor, when he talked about changing our lives and changing our mind, it was so empowering, you know, reminding us that it's not necessarily going to externally look like something, but internally it's going to be a big shift. Mm -hmm. And it should be a big shift. And Pastor said, you know, when you make an exit, you're always doing it head first. So your mind's got to already be where you're headed. And it's got to be ahead of what the what your world might look like. Similar to, you know, if you want to live a different life or live in a different place, you got to mentally be ready for those changes and for the advancement that you know is coming. The advancement doesn't just come. right? But you've got to be mentally and your heart has to be in a position that when it does come, You're acting like you know it is coming. Mm. Like that's so much of the difference. And so when Pastor said, you know, you are wherever your mind is, it just reveals so much of how we think about ourselves and how we think about the world and how we think about our lives is really what we're living. And so we need to ensure that our minds are in a better place, a good place, a place of advancement, a place of self-awareness, a place that aligns with the word of God to ensure that we're going to live a fulfilling life. Right. And so when he also talked about, you know, the enemy steals and we don't even know when it happens, Mm -hmm. that really hit home because it was the things of the past that impact how we see the future. That entire idea just dawned on me about how the enemy is so hard at work. Yeah. And he also isn't trying to leave any stone unturned. You know, he's thinking well in advance that he knows how special we are, even when we don't know how special we are. Mm -hmm. So he was like, in this season right here, where you might have a mentality that serves this season, the enemy is hoping that we hold on to that mentality when we're in a different, abundant season, but holding on to a mentality that does not serve the season we're in.
0: And I directly feel what you just said right there because I, I attest that to my transition from Auburn to Nebraska
1: mm-hmm.
0: the young man I was at Auburn I I had good intent but I was young and I was just doing young man things that didn't apply to um the standard in which I had to uphold for being a, a student athlete yeah and what I didn't account for is the experiences that I would endure while I was there like man losing day day. Was never even in my plan of when I got my scholarship and going to Auburn. I was Mm just trying to be a good football player and go to school. Mm -hmm. But just like any field in life, job field, personal field, when you go into certain spaces and places, you're exposed. So I was exposed to new friends, which I didn't know I was going to meet that day at the time. But new friendships, new understandings, new unpackings, and new endeavors that you won't understand until you done went through it. Mm -hmm. And so as I was going through it, I was learning as I was going, but... In that certain space, you don't get a lot of mistakes without consequence. So, uh, to make a long story short, transferring to Nebraska and everything that unpacked for me leaving Auburn, yeah, I messed up and it was light for the age appropriate that I was in, but Mm. for the entity that I was in, they didn't have time for it. They they gave Jonathan Rose a scholarship to help that football program get better. Once I started to jeopardize that, I jeopardized being there and Mm -hmm. which got me out of there. But Mm -hmm. all of that that happened to me, happened to me. So when I went to Nebraska, the junk and rolls that life experiences created, Mm -hmm. uh, I allowed to also destruct me in Nebraska. Yeah. Because the pastor talked about it today and I wrote it down as just changing your surroundings does not suffice as a changing of self. You moved your Self somewhere else, but you are still the same person, yeah. And I wasn't mature or discerning enough to know that I had a personal deficit on me that was the reasoning and how I was experiencing stuff. So I'm thinking, okay, just take me somewhere else and give me a fresh start. But I didn't take into the trauma that I had experienced and how I was outwardly displaying that trauma
1: a thousand percent, and it's what you said you were looking for a, for the fresh start, knowing that your mind wasn't renewed, mm. knowing that you weren't learning from the previous experience and ready to go into that fresh start with a fresh mind, right. with a fresh way of thinking. And that's so much of what we do. You know, The internal work that we need to do and the alignment with God and the praying and asking God to expose the things that we've been hiding, but exposing it to ourselves so we can be better, that's a tough process. And it's a process that a lot of people shy away from it's a process that brings out a lot of emotion it might not be when you think you're ready for it It might come out when you're not ready for it when you don't expect it but it's a necessary pain to be able to renew your mind and that was so much of what pastor was talking about today you know we need to renew our minds to not be like culture but to be aware of we want to transform our lives
0: Mm -hmm, but as deep as you just unpack that it goes even deeper than that because pastor also said today and um, I paraphrased it by saying, understanding when you're in a season of transition. Oof. I didn't realize that. I made a transition, but I didn't realize I was in a season of transition. Mm-hmm. So going back to the story, I had to leave Auburn. And I lost a friend in that process. Traumatic hurt me. Molded me, Started the molding process of my emotions and feelings and mindset mm-hmm. differently. So now I still got love for football but it's a little bit different. And like I said, I wanted to just up and move around and God gave me that grace. Yeah. But what I'm gonna unpack now is like I said, what pastor said, understanding when you're in a season of transition. Mm-hmm. I understood that I made a transition. I didn't understand that that was a season I was in. So I carried that, I carried even worse thoughts to Nebraska because I'm not that same freshman that came in at Auburn with a clear mind. Now I've been molded and I've experienced things I've experienced some things, and now now that I've been exposed, I can't act like I, I no longer know how the, the game go. Yeah. And what I'm saying is I'm breaking down. I had some teammates that was my friends, but someone played me out. Someone told me wrong play, so I, I got that understanding now. I got some coaches that was with me, but oh, right when you start doing this, I ain't really with you, so I got that understanding now. So now I'm taking all this to a place where none of them did it to me. Nope. None of them did it to me, y'all. But I am about to carry it as if, okay, I'm watching y'all. What you watching them so hard for? Mm. And beyond that, I went in there with a presence of, okay, now I'm finna show show y'all something.
1: Yeah. But y'all gotta
0: take into what I'm saying. Words are powerful. I'm finna show y'all something. I'm saying it to Auburn. But I'm in Nebraska. Come on! Them people don't articulate what I'm saying, and they're not getting my energy. They're not getting my rage, and confusion, and sadness, and all this grief I'm carrying. But I'm also trying to be um, prosperous. I'm still trying to be that great athlete, but I've been exposed. So now, people that don't know your situation, you're taking stuff to them and you're articulating it as, what don't y'all get? They don't get any of it. (laughs) And for us, it's kind of selfish and what Pastor called it today is like suffering mentally. Mm -hmm. When you've endured hardships for so long that you begin to procreate hardships out of manageable and favorable situations. Nebraska was a favorable situation. I was just too broken to take advantage of it. That's real. And I just, I look at my life now and reframing. And when Pastor said it today, some renovations require a demolition of certain things.
1: Yeah. I
0: realized I had to break that shell of pain that I felt like was my life. Mm-hmm. I was like, bro, that, those were instances. You can be better than instances, right? You can surpass instances, right? Not mm-hmm. if you don't believe so. Come on. Not if you don't believe that it was an instance. If you feel like you're in a house with no doors, you're just trapped in there, you'll never get out. And that's what I was doing and projecting over my wife. I was like, oh, man, day day gone. I don't know what to do. My time coming. Somebody take me too. Like, bro, I started to talk regressive about my life yeah. and then life started to be regressive. Of course.
1: Because it's how you thought about life was the life you were living. And what you're describing too is a pastor talked about is chronic pain that caused paranoia. Mm. And when we have paranoia, peace can't exist in that in that environment at the same time. You got to choose one. But how do you choose one if you're not addressing the the root cause of that paranoia, right. the root cause of that pain, the things that felt unfair? We need to be able to say and express and unpack them to then move on and move forward and let God shower us with love and abundance. Because like you said, those were instances. And those instances, you know, did Mold or impact you, I should say. But it was never meant to set you back. Mm. Those moments are never meant to keep us paralyzed or not looking forward to good things that can come. And that's so much of what happens when we've been through a tough time. We then act as if a tough time is a tough life. And it's just meant to be a moment. God has so much more to do for us. And Pastor said something else today about wanting the goodness and wanting the renewal of your mind, you got to fight to get there, but also fight to stay. Mm. It's one thing to feel like you've gotten through your hard time. It's another thing to fight to then live in the good times with a good mind and having faith, real faith about the goodness that's coming and real faith in knowing that if God's got me, there's nothing that can stop or get in my way.
0: And I love what you own. I want to make a pivot point because... It all ties together, and, and the thing that we do as humans, as we condemn ourselves, we also put a blockade up against the people around us that are meant to help us out of certain situations. For and Pastor sure. unpacked it like this this morning by saying, uh, "The people, I think." It was, of Israel mm-hmm. became suspicious of Moses, and Moses was sent to help them. If y'all don't get the passage this morning, the people, Moses, of yeah, mm-hmm. people of Egypt, yeah, people of Egypt, and Moses was sent there to help them. But the people, people of Egypt, had been through so much yeah. and seen so many uh, backbiting, backstabbing leaders that a good person like Moses came along, and I articulated it as this: being a leader of service while being condemned by the ones that you are working hard to serve. And pastor tag to it this they can't take it out on pharaoh so they took it out on moses
1: yeah
0: now going back to all the stories we had this morning y'all i was taking my frustrations out on nebraska mm-hmm. that happened to me at all yeah and you can apply this to any point in phase in your life relational career mm-hmm. or personal mm-hmm. it's somebody that came along to help you out of that storm that you snatched away from and you told them to get away from me mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. you were only so blinded and hurt by everything you had experienced that anything that came into your life you instantly denied because you just didn't believe anything of that nature was gonna gonna come and serve you yeah. and that was me at that time I wanted to be a good football player I wanted to be a good athlete but I couldn't at Nebraska because my mind wouldn't allow me to. Mm. And if you go back and um, talk to anybody from the Nebraska and how they articulated me as a player, boy had spirit. Boy had splunk. He was super athletic. He had it. Why didn't he capitalize? He couldn't get out his own way. I heard that so much from people at, at Nebraska. Man, Jonathan Rose just couldn't get out his own way. And that's really what it is with life. Yeah. Now, now I'm bringing it back to a life thing. A lot of us won't get out our own way. And then when we burn Rome down... We looking for somebody else to come build it up, but you got you got to think about it. How many people did you tell no, 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 leave me alone, don't come here? So now, when it's time and we finally mature and evolve and surpass what we were feeling, we looking around and ain't nobody there, and, and there's a lot of destruction around us, and we look like who did this? <laughs> we was in a blind rage, yeah. But when you come out of blind rages, life is still life. Come on. And not saying that we can't reconcile stuff, but some. Bridges can't be repaired. Now you can go and find other bridges and access points. You just don't get to go back and access those uh, realms and spaces.
1: A thousand percent. And what I hear you saying is in those moments, this is why pastor says, you know, we need to feed our minds with not the word of God primarily, but also things that align with the word of God. Because when we don't believe in ourselves, the word tells us we can believe in God. We got to feed our minds with reminders about who God is when we don't feel like we deserve that. And we need to remind ourselves that God doesn't care whether we deserve it. He cares about us loving him and leaning on him and building a relationship with him and being locked in with him and focused on him. And when we can do that, it'll restore our minds to be like, damn, he feels that way about me because I do have something to offer this world. I do have a purpose. I do have a mission here. I can get it done. It might not look like what I think it's meant to look like, but it'll look better than I ever imagined because it's due to God's will. And I think that's the important part that's hard to do in those moments, but we gotta remind ourselves, you know, and we gotta, like Pastor said, filter the things that are unhealthy, unhelpful and unholy. Maybe it means not being around certain friends or watching certain things or, you know, just filtering what we expose ourselves to because we're so focused or trying to be focused on God and what's ahead of us. That any distraction in certain seasons is too much.
0: And I love what you said because you are so right. We can get there. Mm-hmm. But we also have to first, to get there, we have to be able to do what Pastor's talked about today. But uh, we got to surpass selling for mediocrity. Yes. And that's a human trait as well because, mm-hmm. like I said, once you're exposed, you can't be unexposed. And you can't deny how you really feel. Mm-hmm. No matter how much you want to fake smile and create a... Uh, celebrations of survival just because you survived that's something to celebrate no you you just better be good that you're still here really? don't celebrate it don't make it seem like well that was a good thing no that was a hardship yeah. that you made it through be glad of just that don't act like it was it was all fine and dandy because you at the end now yeah. no remember that and how that felt because otherwise you're gonna repeat it mm-hmm. and when he broke down selling for mediocrity today and i i tied it to a me and your relationship but it was articulated as choosing to settle for less because you no longer believe that your best efforts work and now you must accept where you must accept whatever comes to you good bad or different Mm -hmm. so my unpacking of nebraska nebraska was tough for me but i endured it and i survived it and 2016 i came to ottawa and won a gray cup i i compartmentalized and um Articulate that as being a moment where I celebrated survival. Mm-hmm. I just got dismissed, kicked out of a D one school for the second time, and within three hundred and sixty five days, I became a professional football champion. Yeah. And I articulated at that time in my life, my life is great, boy. Stop playing yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the that was my human uh, understanding to keep myself happy yeah so i was like no boy, you good rose it's it's all solid you made up for that what you did wrong i didn't i just continued to walk and i started to gain more abundance Mm -hmm. i didn't reconcile doing what i did in nebraska that was still a bad decision that i did yeah that was all still wrong i didn't reconcile it by going to ottawa and winning that gray cup Mm -hmm. what i did though i should have had the compartmentalizing of okay better days are to come for you, J-Rose. I didn't have that. I I gave myself a default and said, bro, everything is good now. Still unhappy. Still suffering. Mm -hmm. Still praying with no purpose. Mm -hmm. Still living with no purpose. Still celebrating survival. And then it came to another pivotal point, a surgery, a halt in my career in which I worked all my life for. Uh, Relationally, I was... In a relationship that I didn't feel benefited me, but I stayed there because I ain't had nothing else. So now and then, a Shana came in, doing exactly what I said. The people did to Moses, I became suspicious of Moses.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Shana came in and switched up the whole thing. I was like, "Hold on, what you want? What you doing what? here? You doing you doing everything opposite of what yeah. I've been getting? What do you want from me?" Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, uh-uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tear this up. I'm gonna sabotage this. Because she ain't going to come in and break my heart. I, I refuse to put my heart back on the line. That's where we start uh, reinvesting in the cycle that our lives have always been on. Mm-hmm. Because something different has come and challenged us and we scared. Mm-hmm. So when you get scared, what you want to go back to? My default. Let me go back to what I, hey, if I'm already sick over here, let me go get sicker. Because you, if you're going to heal me, you scare me. Yeah. to get healed all, all of a sudden now all this praying been on my knees these sleepless nights and you telling me today you gonna be my, my savior man I'd rather stay over here some of us subject ourselves to it off a of pure fear of yeah. something good coming mm-hmm. and I bit the bullet but I didn't bite the bullet off rip y'all I tried to sabotage this relationship Yeah, but it's something about God being divine in our lives it's some stuff you can't hide from. Yeah. It's some hardships that you are going to endure because God said if you don't endure, I can't get you to your purpose. And God never denies us our purpose. And no matter how hard you fight, some stuff is just undeniable. And that's what me and Shana were. I don't know where this gracious young woman came from or what she had experienced in life for her to show me, Jonathan Rose, of all the millions of men in this world that she don't probably bumped into, but I was the one that got the grace that surpassed her understanding. Because we talked about the in other podcasts to where people give, give, and give and never get anything back. I didn't intend to give her anything back. And beyond that, I don't even think she thought of getting anything back for what she was going to do. Mm-hmm. And I can only attest that to God. But uh, I want to tie in something else from the sermon today. What Pastor said is short, short memory.
1: Yeah,
0: I had a short memory. And in the sense of what he's talking about short memory is, in this context, is... How easily people forget the good they've received because of a bad of a bad moment in the now. Yeah. So I had so many bad moments in the now. I'm not seeing good people come like Shayna, but what did I do to them also?
1: You tried to run them off. Deflected them. Yeah.
0: And I probably held them back or kept them away from me for so long that they finally just gave up and said, okay, I'm just going to leave them alone. If that's mm-hmm. what he wants, he wants me to get on, I'm going to get on. Yeah. What God knew about me and challenges is I needed persistence. And He made Shayna persistent. And I was a rude person to her. I, I can admit that. And she know she was there. She witnessed I was rude. Not because I didn't like her. I was rude because I was scared of anything. Like I said, we scared, We were scared of the good that could possibly happen in our lives even though that's what we want. But like I said, experiences and exposure will make you deflect and and play devil's advocate even when you're trying to save yourself. Mm-hmm.
1: You just impacted on so many stuff and I think there are All that you're reminding us is, there is so much good and better that can come despite what we're in right now. Despite the hardships, despite the moments of adversity, despite all that. And level three, when it comes to divine intervention, God won't let us mess up what he knows he has in store for us. He won't let us get in his way, you know? And he will intervene when he knows that he really has a great thing in store for us ahead. And so I think that was what was evident with our story, with how we got together, because we were both going through our own stuff.
0: 100%. We
1: were both doing our own personal journey of healing and walking, turning away from old patterns and mindsets and people. But it just was the reminder of, like I say, every day waking up, seeing you. It's God's reminder to me of, there is so much that I have in store for you that's good. And this is your daily reminder that this is just the beginning. This is just the brink of all that I have in store for your life.
0: And we're going to throttle down and try to bring this podcast to a closing. But what I want to finish on is when pastor said these things, you don't change your life by changing your life. You change your life by changing your mind. Understanding when you're in a season of transition, Mm -hmm. don't be conformed to the patterns of this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We got more control than we're giving ourselves and allotting ourselves to have, y'all. Mm-hmm. And depression, I'm, I'm not knocking it. I'm, I'm an advocate for mental health because I still battle with depression. No matter how good I get at it, I'm always gonna be battling it. Why? Because life changes daily. Situations change daily. Feelings change daily. But articulation is solely on us. Mm-hmm. You losing your job today does not mean you will not get a new job tomorrow. Even if you get denied 7,000 times, 7,001 might be yours, but we have to believe it. Otherwise, God can't work how he wants to work. And like I'm telling y'all, I'm just a testament. He was always working in my life. He was always answering. Mm -hmm. But if I want a specific way of it being answered, it's not going to work like that and you will blockade yourself, and you will send yourself into turmoil trying to see something that's not gonna ever show up how you want. You're gonna have to be understanding of how to apply what you might not want, but is a necessity to growth, and I I bit that bullet, and I made that change. I went against the grain of everything, even some stuff that in a certain time and space in my life, I considered lame. I was like, well, I ain't gonna do that lame stuff." But now I'm fulfilled from that lame stuff because it was never really lame. It was just it was just opposite of what I was comfortable doing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Being a good man and not cheating. I know it sounds simplistic, but don't cheat one time and see what it gets you. Even if even if the other person do do it to you, don't do it back. Yeah. Watch what it grosses you. Like that's why I love what Pastor said: don't conform to the pattern of this world. Mm-hmm. Just because somebody cheat on you, don't let that turn you into a cheater. Stay wholesome. Stay fulfilled. Stay ten toes down because the day you win, your win is going to suffice everybody else's win. Your one win can uh, surpass a lifetime of wins for somebody else. Because me and Shana talked about it today. Would you sacrifice the good state that you're in in life right now for your favorite bag? Some people will. Yeah. Not understanding, boy, you so you so unwealthy. You rich, probably, but you ain't wealthy at all. Yeah. Because nobody gets the unpacking of a great life to a tangible
1: mm-hmm. or
0: small instance of fulfillment. Come on. So going back to the Ching thing, you gonna get that fulfillment for that little instance, but the defamation of your character and everything that come with it, woo wee, not worth that. Won't be able to surpass it, and it's gonna aggravate you and hinder you longer than it was really supposed to and it's going to set you on a path that was never destined for you mm-hmm. so my own breakdown of today and what I want to leave y'all with is please 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 work on your mind and then after your mind is changed I promise you your heart changes because they work hand in hand Yeah. and no matter how your heart wants to fight if your mind won't do it your heart going to conform I was just a deviant person oh, hurt her feelings just to hurt her feelings Jonathan, but why you hurt because my feelings hurt, I'm going to hurt somebody else just because. Think about it, y'all. Mm-hmm. Once I stopped doing it, get, then guess what I started to naturally pop up in and uh, start to be around? More wholesome, wholehearted people. I got more grace. shameless. All my friends that I've bumped into, into uh, up to this point. I unlocked graces in people that I didn't even think was graceful for me. But guess why they weren't graceful for me? Because I wasn't showing none of that. And I was getting what I was putting out. Even from people that had higher levels that they could um, tap into for me, but they wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Because why? You ain't you ain't showing me the, the Jonathan that deserves that part yet. So once you show me that Jonathan, then that Jonathan will level up and upgrade and receive what he was trying to receive. But other, other than that, you won't get it. And then you will start to project, oh, this ain't for me. A good relationship, having money ain't for me. I'm supposed to be broke. Stop that. Because that is what Pastor said today. Or, um, he done said in future, he said in past uh, sermons, but in this one today, what it applies to is a like suffering mentality. 100%. Stop suffering because you you just won't uh, get out of that, that bitter mood. It's the mood that you're in. It ain't your life. It's that mood you're in today. Mm-hmm. That is not your whole life. One more time. It is your mood you're in today. That is not your whole life. And that's all I got to tell y'all. Baby, close us out.
1: I mean, you hit on everything today. I have nothing else to add, really, Mm -hmm. other than you don't have to prove anything to anyone else. But you always have to prove everything to yourself. Man,
0: y'all have a good day. God bless.
1: God bless.